Well, I may not be able to talk in Zoom because somebody may have muted me, but I can talk here over the air. We're going to come in at a little bit different way today, and we're getting a ton of people all at one time here. Let me, I, uh, now I got myself unmuted. Well, welcome to the legend. We are coming in a little different way. No sports talk this week. We just did an hour music show of some of Jenny's favorites. So that's how we were coming in and it timed out almost right. But uh, Perry, are you here? I am. Yeah, what a what a change from sports talk, right? <laughs> a little, little bit, huh? Yeah, I got checked in and I couldn't get out of that Hotel California. That was my problem. But it looks like we're getting a few people checked in here, and yeah, that's good. Yeah, we've had quite a few people come in since the last time we were talking. Betty and Jimmy and Teresa and Perry and Pierre and have I missed anybody? We got, we're going to have Kathy in a minute. Kathy in a minute, and I think we got... Um, Perry's a pro at this. It takes me a couple <laughs> seconds to uh, get through the list and find because my usually with jumps. Jaws, usually with Jaws, it lands, at least mine does, it lands right on it. Yeah, yeah and that's how I ended up muting Bill a minute ago because somebody <laughs> needed to be muted, and it jumped and got him instead my computer I've had is, that happen. is not working up to its potential today some way or another i've got several thousand files in dropbox and it got wonked 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 Ooh. wonked they're here but they're not here so it's a good state to be in i'm in the hotel california where this dropbox <laughs> you can is never gonna, leave right yeah i guess i'm not gonna get this problem fixed any, it's not good. So I've been doing it by hand for the past several days, fixing them, and they work that way. But wow, yo, I thought Dropbox was safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There goes that myth. So it's about almost four fifty nine. We yeah, got we're one minute. Up on the little less than a minute. We're gonna come in because I can't play the. ID or the thing through my Dropbox right now. Now we're at 4 o'clock. Oh, where's Nolan? We're just waiting in on Nolan and saying hello. Uh, there, there comes Nolan. Got him. And get Nolan in and then we'll get started. We came in a different way today through the Hotel California. <laughs> so that's just kind of the way it goes today. Nolan, are you here yet? Oh, he's coming. He's on his way. He had to walk across the hallway. And I'm going to make uh, him... Audio, Nolan's audio is not connected. We'll get him in he's a here. second here. So we'll... Zoom can be a challenge sometimes. They keep changing oh, yeah. things. And, it, and his latest Jaws update didn't do anything to help anything. Oh, my gosh. The latest Jaws update ruined a couple of apps. Yep. Well, I'm going to take this... A child. Okay, made it. There you okay, go. there you go. Here's what happened, um, and then nobody cares. But I'll, it's, I'll keep it brief. The university had a some sort of Zoom crisis on Monday morning, and told all of us you have to go download the Zoom client and you have to reinstall Zoom, or none of your connections will work. Well, that's okay. I did that, and I um. 
as a result of that, I had all kinds of connection problems today. Okay. Well, I've got Dropbox problems, so my Dropbox of several thousand files are... Oh, I'm so sorry. That's grim. Oh, you know what that's like. I do, totally. I've been there. (laughs) It doesn't even play your backups correctly. So, stand with you. I get it. uh, You get it. So, I'll shut up and let you and Jenny take over. And we'll make everybody muted here in a second. I didn't have time while we were doing the live. We'll take care of that, yeah. That Jenny. I'm still trying to. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, come out of a different sound card so nobody hears it all night long. It's helpful. Um, oh, we have the, some of that. Well, because of all these calamities, I use my iPhone most of the time. And so Got it. So much okay. Easier. I am actually really and truly set up. <laughs> uh, so we will. <clears throat> oh, i got to reset that video. I'm going to turn that off till later, too. Okay, I got that one. Pain in the neck to have to reset everything. What's that? I said it's a pain in the neck to have to oh. reset everything. Well, you're oh. right. And I thought I was all done <laughs> yesterday when I went went through, I danced their hoop. But uh, it's coming up today. It was trying to make me connect by a phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, well, so, glad you're all here. Thank you for coming. I heard a minutes ago from... Sherry Gomes, that she will be unable to attend the call because of a medical appointment that has uh, suddenly come up. So we will certainly excuse her with our best wishes and hope for a uh, a routine, unscary event. Uh, well, she'll be able to listen back and see what everybody's absolutely the book anyway. Absolutely. Um, as most of you know who are on the call, we had planned several weeks ago to do a sort of impromptu buddy read and book talk discussion about Haven. And uh, I'll probably go last. I don't, I feel like I'm always monopolizing the time on the program and that's not fair to everyone else. Um, There's probably a couple of other reviews in there that we'll get time for tonight too, that I've read and enjoyed a lot about of. So um, I want to talk to you about one in particular that many of you've read about, but probably some of you have not because Google Gmail uh, censored me and prevented me from sending the review to my list. So um, <laughs> we'll talk about why that was and what happened if we get time tonight. So, um, Jenny, do you want to start or uh, talk about where we are, or do you? What, what's your pleasure? Do we want to just open this up to the listeners? Well, we can. Do you want to? Do you want to do a review or two first, or do you want to okay. go straight yeah, into that's the fine. discussion? No, that's good. Hang on a second. Get us started I so we can settle one down. That I go was. That I've been listening to off and on because it's the way it's set up. You don't have to read the whole thing at the same time because it's not a story. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called Forward Together, an Inside Look at Guide Doll Training. Oh, interesting. By Christy Bain. She has been a trainer slash puppy raiser for like 30 years. Interesting. And it's a it's an interesting book because she goes into detail about what makes what the things they're looking for from the time this dog is a puppy that make it a good guide dog mm-hmm. and she has chapters on on uh, matching dogs with people and sort of gives you an insight into that process and mm-hmm. 
it's really and just some of the training methods i don't know that i would have divulged all my trade secrets but, <laughs> and she does uh tries to do a comparison between the schools a little bit she has a chapter in there about helping you try to <clears throat> choose a school and the thing that i found fascinating is well when i was a guide dog user everything was based on praise and correction and right. now they're all in to positive right. reinforcement and all that. And that's yeah. a completely different way of thinking yep. about things. They don't and, do yank and yell anymore, do they? Nope. <laughs> but my my question to her would be, um, you know, you if you're going to feed your dog all the time, and then they're going to tell you your dog is fat, now how is that going to work? So what they've taught us to do is use kibble out of the bowl that you're going to give him in the morning and take enough out for the rewards for the day. So that he's really not getting any more food during the day than he than he otherwise would, um, and that seems to be a pretty decent strategy for a lot of people. So, how do you know what to reward them for? Otherwise, you'd be feeding him all the time. Yeah, you can over you can over reward. There's no question about that. But you reward. I, this is just me from my experience. I and I I'm like you. I my first dog was a, a yank and yell product. You know, correct or praise. That was your only option. And he was fine. He did a great job. The other three were uh, positive reinforcement stuff. See, and I was told I didn't correct hard enough. <laughs> that's so, that's that happened. So yeah. what I would try once we got home. I mean, I had obviously when I was at school, I had to do what they told me to do. Mm-hmm. Once I got home, I tried the not so hard correction, but praise at the same time, and it worked. Uh, you got to do what worked for that individual dog. There's no question yep. about it. Yep. And he was I, brilliant. <laughs> to answer your question about when do you reward, I would say for the big thing, up curb, down curbs, did you find the door I needed? Did you touch my hand when I gave you the touch command? You know, the, the stuff that really focuses in and has real meaning. Um, you're not going to stop and give him a roar just because he's walking down the sidewalk in a straight line. Uh I mean, you, you can, and people people are kind of goofy. I guess some of them may, but so do you do it every time they do that thing, or just yeah, sometimes? almost you almost every um, if they hit an up curb well and do it right, you uh, you will issue a, a word like yes or well done, whatever they're used to hearing when when uh, and then you do the feed the, the treat and then you do verbal prate. <clears throat> At least that's how it was with my last one. Um, and so you're you're taking a good bit out of that bowl, that kibble bowl, in the first thing in the morning, and using that up during the course of the day. And uh, it it's a good system. I, different dogs respond differently, but it it does work. And I would not want to go back to the old days because everybody has a degree in guide dog handling from the Animal Planet Channel. And if they <laughs> if they see you leaning into that correction like you used to back in the '90s or the '80s or whenever, you are in serious trouble. You're you're creating a serious public relations problem for yourself. And, um, they, they, you know, there are times when you're still going to correct, uh, but the key, the public relations reward there is that you reward soon thereafter when the correction is done right by the dog. Um, people are mollified big time when they see that tree come out. Oh, oh yeah. well, okay. He's, he's, he's not this terrible Grinch, uh, this, this animal hating evil person. So I, I prefer that system these days personally, because it's just less of a public relations horror. Well, Pierre has his hand up, so okay. Pierre, if you want to unmute. But I would imagine in today's world, as Pierre unmutes, I would imagine in today's world, people would respond a whole lot differently to the correcting than they did. That's right. In it's the a 90s. Very different universe. You're absolutely right. I may just go on and let y'all finish your, your dog. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Pierre. Okay. Uh, has anybody read the new July August Talking Book Talk? 
I have not. In the new July Talking Book Tops, one of the subjects, one of the subjects is regulation, postal regulation for delivering packages. Oh, and, and the post office is no longer going to pick up frail books, <laughs> cartridges, any of that, and they give you a, a, a phone number that if you need some books picked up that you have to call this phone number and make arrangements to have them picked up. But they want everybody to bring them to the post office. Interesting. I had no idea. Or go online and fill out the form so that they'll Mm -hmm. pick up the package. Oh, okay. So there is still a way to fill out a form and port the issue. See, and I don't use any mail um, services from from the National Library or from my local library. If I can't download it, I can't read it. So, but th- but there is a lot of a lot of people shed in who who can't. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. No, you're you're right. They can't get to the post. Office. No, you're right. That's you know, got to be interesting. Weird. It's scary. Yeah, more and more cutback. Thank you. And the price goes up, and with that's the cutback. right. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Always. Better, better is Jennifer that. is the guide dog? Is that a bar book? Yes, it is. Um. Oh, it's DB one zero 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 eight. Wow! And it's by Christy Bain. A lot of zero. All right. Well, I will go ahead and do a quick review before we start book talking. Then, if you'd like, um, this is the famous review that I tried to send out to the list. My list on July third, which seemed like a rather ironic day for Google to choose to censor my ability to speak. Um, that's that's quite an experience to receive mail from the company through whom you're sending the email that says no you can't send this this is we've blocked this for specific reasons and you have to click a a link to figure out what their specific reasons are the book is called honky in the house writing and producing the jefferson and apparently the google mail server had some problem with uh the word honky or with something else in the in the story but they told me that they would not send it I had to connect to my DB review list from my work account, and it sent the message through without any problem. That's why it came from a a different address. But I I thought that was really ironic that this close to Independence Day, here's this company trying to uh, throttle me back. It wasn't an easy thing to take. Um, This is a great book. The author is J. Moriarty, M-O-R-I-A-R-T-Y. I don't read much TV or theater books. Um, but I, I loved this one. It just really made some, for some happy reading hours. The book number is DB105352, 105352. Um, this is essentially the story of the television show, The Jefferson, from 1975 to 1985 it was on, and Moriarty grew up in Ohio, went to Los Angeles, thought he could get a job as a screenwriter, found out it wasn't quite as easy as he thought it would be. <laughs> But eventually, with a lot of uh, determination and the help from a couple, a friend of his, they both landed to work for uh, TV producer Norman Lear. And Lear, in those days, was the, the producer of the Jeffersons. Um, I was one of the people who was a real devotee of that show. I It made me laugh. It made me smile. I came to really appreciate those characters. They were all well acted. And uh, while I didn't memorize whole scripts the way some people do, Little House on the Prairie episodes or... Uh, perhaps Star Wars or Star Trek episodes. Um, I certainly watched a lot of it, both in reruns and in uh, at, at regular time, to uh, genuinely appreciate this, the program. Um, these folks were wonderful, and the scripts were fantastic. Moriarty did a remarkable job writing the 70s, and he did that. He captured the day and time in which the program aired. 
Um, I don't know if it was as good into the early 80s and mid 80s as it was back in the 70s when it started. I'm not sure, but it was good. Um, he tells it in the third person, which I thought kind of set me back a little bit, but I guess that's okay. That's his style. That's fine. Um, let's see. What you get is some fascinating peek behind the scenes of the show. This is not a tell-all about the actors uh, doing bad things to one another in the back or treating each other horribly or any of that stuff. In fact, it's a it's kind of a loving tribute to one of TV's most successful sitcoms. That's really the best way to describe it. Um, if you if you read it, you'll see references to specific famous episodes, and uh, you'll hear about the behind-the-scenes stuff, that the creative process that gave birth to those episodes. Some of those episodes mentioned include one in which Florence, the maid, determines to take her own life. That one was widely watched and rather popular. Another episode looked at Lionel's Christmas wedding. There's a little uh, racial tension going on there. <laughs> and uh, that got solved very cleverly by the, the writers. The authors, among the author's favorites, was one entitled First Store. And it was set on the day Dr. Martin Luther King died. And the episode is essentially a tribute to King and to his ideas. Um, this just really was a highly readable, fun book that you'll stay with if you start. And uh, if you watch The Jeffersons at all, you'll have some affinity to the book. Even if all you were was a casual viewer, maybe you only watched it a couple times or three or four times, it still has a lot of memories and um, some fun bits of trivia about the show that will, that will hold your interest, I think. So again, that's, uh, pardon me, I'm not feeling well this week. So again, that's uh, Honky in the House, Writing and Producing the Jeffersons by Jay Moriarty, M-O-R-I-A-R-T-Y, D-B, um, D-B-105, Nolan, don't lose it, 105-352. So that's, a, that's worthy, worthy of your time, I think. They were good. I wish they would make more shows like that now. Yes, yes, that, you're, you're exactly right. There's something about the quality of television that happened during those, um, well, I guess even late 60s through the early 80s um, that you don't see much anymore in my judgment. I, I'm not suggesting it's all bad, but it's a different kind of a TV today than, than what we They don't leave anything to your imagination. That's now correct. They tell you everything. That's correct. It's there's very no, different. There's no fade to dark anywhere. That's correct. Yep. And I'm I'm not a good critic of that. I've gotten to the point where I don't watch any television at all. I I literally turn it on twice a year. <laughs> that's it. So, so I'm not not good at. What's the two occasions, Nolan? That's a great question. <laughs> every April and every October, the first weekend of those of those months, my church produces an annual world conference that it televises, and it's uh, it's something like. Uh, 10 hours of television over the course of that weekend. They have several two-hour meetings with a little bit of a break in between. And so that's the, really the two times a year when I turn that thing on. It's Otherwise, it just sort of sits there and gathers up. I hope you don't buy cable. Uh, you've cut the cord, maybe. I have cut the cord, yeah. That uh, <laughs> saved me over $100 a month. So. Yeah, you've cut the cord. Jenny and I did, too, and we really, because not much we miss. No, that's been my experience. So, if I want descriptive television, my daughter has a family gift or family Apple TV thing that she lets me ride on, and so uh, you know, occasionally Apple TV will do some decent stuff, I guess. But again, I'm not a good critic because I don't watch it much. What about you, Jenny? Have you got something else, a book you <laughs> want to talk about before well, we get to? Um, 
There's one that I read that was called um, Crash and Burn by Lisa Gardner. And, and then in this book, there's a young woman and her, her car goes over, over a big hill and, and she's unconscious. And when she wakes up, she starts looking for someone. She calls Vero. She thinks she had a baby with her in the car. And she looks all over and they, the police look all over and they can't find this little baby anywhere. It didn't get thrown out in the car or anything. Well, finally, her husband comes and tells them that there was no baby with her. So something has happened, evidently. She has to figure out whether she had a baby and they've taken it or exactly what's happened to it. And it's uh, Lisa Gardner. I don't, I haven't read anything bad of hers, but this is mm-hmm. a standalone novel. Mm-hmm. And it's it was um, called Crash and Burn, and it's um, DB80653. And if I Very tell cool. you too much about it, I'll spoil it. Yeah, that's always hard, uh, isn't it? But it twists and turns in, in only the way she can do. And yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not easy to, to tell people about a book without disclosing too much. I'm guilty of it, and, and thank heaven for my friend Don, who kind of calls me out on that when I need to be called out. And so if I read your review, I don't need to read the whole book. What's the point? <laughs> uh, well, I try not to, but I try to tell enough to make it interesting because it's a book yeah, show. But <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. I uh, So I've, I've struggled with that over the years. I think I've actually gotten better in the last year or two. And to mo- for the most part, I've uh, kind of figured out the when to shut up thing. So can I do one more real quick? Sure, uh, of course. And then we'll see uh, if anybody has one from the audience. Okay. Go right ahead. Because they're so okay. interesting. Let me pull it up here real quick. I want to talk about The Night and the Music by Lawrence Block. Uh, let me see if I can find the number. Um, it's really an, an excellent. I don't normally like short story collections. Let me back up. Lawrence Block is the author of what what's called the Matthew Scudder series. Matthew Scudder is a recovering alcoholic private investigator in the street in, in New York City. Uh, here it is. And he was there primarily during the, the 70s, I guess. That was his heyday, although it, the series did go on into the 80s. I loved that series because it was just very real to life, and it dealt with the imperfections, both of the characters in the series, but also of Matthew Scudder, who struggled with alcohol addiction, something fierce. And through him, you get a look at what <clears throat> what that must be like to experience that kind of difficulty. Um Oh, pardon me. Again, this is uh, called The Night and the Music. The DB number is 97736. What Block did here is he took all of the Matthew Scudder stories that he had written for publications like Ellery Queen's Mystery Magazine, Alfred Hitchcock's Magazine, all of those others that are, that are out there, and he compiled these into one book. And so you have all the short stories that are about this detective, and they're wonderful. I don't like short story collections normally, but I really enjoyed this one. And if you enjoy mysteries, you'll enjoy these. You do not have to have read the series if you want to just grab a collection of short stories. And that's kind of fun. Sometimes you, you got a lunch hour that's fairly short, and so you'll slap in one of these stories, and by the time your lunch hour is over, so is the story. It's kind of a nice, a nice treat. Um, this was just an excellent collection. There are 11 stories. All of them were highly readable from my perspective. Um one of the earliest ones was called Out the Window, and it's a story in which Scudder has to prove that a young woman did not commit suicide. The cops all think she did, but her sister comes to Scudder and says, no, I, I really don't think she would do it. And he actually finds the, the way, a clever, very clever solution. 
to prove that she in fact did not that it was that it was murder um a candle for the bag lady is a remarkable story and I, i'm not going to go through all 11 of these that's not we don't have time but it's a remarkable story about the death of an old woman who lived as though she was poor when in fact she was not he had to scutter had to figure out why she willed him twelve hundred dollars out of her estate they had barely known one another passed in the street and that's about it uh, that's a, it's a very clever story and nicely written um all of these are really really good i, I you, maybe one or two of them are a little less quality but not by much and the last story is a really amazing story um trying to i'm trying to get the name of it yeah it's it's called one last night at grogan's and it's a, a it's it's a story in which scudder goes to a bar and he doesn't drink alcohol because he really has kicked it but it's closing down and it was a bar he used to frequent as a private detective and it feels like it ought to be the end of the, the series if it, if it isn't it should be uh and if you've read the series you'll blink like back it's here um because it really does feel like the last episode of mash or maybe Seinfeld, or something that uh, meant a lot to you at some point. So again, it's called The Night and the Music by Lawrence Block, DB97736. And just remember, this is available on a podcast. So after this recording is made in any time, just go to legendoldies.com and you can go there and you'll see the book talk page and you can download the latest podcast if you like and if you're going through we've had a little problem with downloading a file sometimes on iTunes but if you type in Nolan Crab or Jenny Sparks book talk you will come right up you'll find it and you can put it on your device so you'll be able to get it downloaded each and every week so I mean, that's the workaround we found for that because there's too many book talks, unfortunately. Bad decision on my part, but we did, had no idea. So, Jenny, are you guys ready to take any questions or ready to start your review? Your well, we book probably read? better, unless anybody has questions or has something they want to say, maybe we should start our our review this is going to be a hard book to review and right now we have no and we have no hand yeah i was gonna say i don't see any maybe we have no people i'm not sure well no we have we have people oh here comes one uh there you go mary uh Ah, there's another one coming out of the woodwork yeah there you go mary i hit your uh ask to unmute you should be able to unmute now text type message here and there you are we can hear you hello this is mary Okay, go ahead. I want to say first, it sounds like, Nolan, you and I spend our first in, first weekend in April and October the same way. Oh, nice. Good for I've you. Been, I've been suspecting that for some time. Oh, good for you. Ways, but, you know. That's anyway, always good to know. Yeah, and also I wanted to say, I don't have the number with me, but a couple weeks ago you mentioned the trials of Morgan Crow. Yes. And I have downloaded it, and I like it. The only <sighs> thing I'm not happy about is that's the only one that's on Bard. I know. The other two are both on uh, Bookshare and Audible. Yeah. And also, I wanted to say, I haven't read all of Haven yet. I like what I've read so far, but I have one problem. Not, uh, the narrator on Bard is okay. I like the Audible one better myself, but personally, when I ask the A lady to play it, she tells me she can't play it yet. 
And the only other way right now that I could play it is sitting in front of my desktop, which I don't want to do 14 okay. or 15 hours. And my question is, and I, I hope Sherry can someday answer is why isn't it on Bookshare? That's a good question. I and, don't, but I do like anything. what I've read so far. And yeah. that's what, all I've got to say on it. Because Mar Mar Mary, what's the, what is the difference in your mind between the two narrators? Sometimes people like to hear that. What's the difference in your mind between the two? I don't know really how to explain it. It just seems like the one from Audible seeks to bring the characters out just a little he bit. He is wonderful, better. isn't she? Yeah. 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 So, but that's all I've got to say on that. I like it so far. Although I was a little surprised, I guess, because I didn't know if it was a Christian romance or what. And she had that great. main character drinking wine and stuff, which I'm not against. But, right. you, you know, but I've the way it started out, I was wondering if it was going to be a Christian romance. And you usually did see that. Not that it bothers me. Right. But. It's, you know, I go, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's all I've got to say. Well, thank you for, for your comments. Yep. Uh, Don and Sandy are next. We'll go to them. And then, Randy, you'll be up right after them. Okay, uh, gang. Uh, I hope I'm not uh, uh, doing something I shouldn't hear. I had some technical difficulties here at the beginning of the show. Uh, uh, anyway, Sandy's still having some technical difficulties of, of her yeah. home to deal with. But we won't go into that. <laughs> A uh, couple of books that we want to talk about is, uh, uh, number one, I have a book here, and I, I'll just mention it in passing, uh, 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 book by, hold on, hold on, I'll get to your, our, our in a sec. Uh, the book that I want to really uh, kind of push a little bit, not because he's, uh, he's uh, in, he's, he's running for president of the United States or anything like that, but uh, I do want to uh, uh, recommend uh, Mike Pence's book, uh, So Help Me God. And it's a very good book. Uh, you know, regardless of how you may feel about uh, Donald Trump and maybe Mike Pence's naivete, uh, it's a good book. It tells about how he came up in politics and uh, what, he, what his uh, situation was on January 6th. Uh, 2020, and and uh, how he had to deal with you know Trump holding him on one side and Nancy Pelosi on the other mm -hmm. side, you know that. Uh, so I'm not trying to say who should uh, like I say I don't want to get into the politics of the thing, but Mike uh, Pence, uh, not not just when he's writing a book like this, but anytime I've seen him, regardless of whatever you want to say about him, he's a statesman in the old-fashioned coin of the word. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you've ever read. Um, uh, profiles and courage. He's uh, he's definitely uh, fits in that category, and I certainly recommend that book. All right. uh, and, what, and whatever you think, Don, of the of the January sixth situation, uh, I I have also read that, and he it is really there's not it doesn't take up much of the book. So whatever you think of that, you're, that's not going to turn you off. That's very little of the book. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other book uh, Sandy and I wanted to get to was uh, a book called uh, The Golden. By oh, yeah, the golden cup. Oh yeah. Uh, the narrator on here is uh, uh, Marin Ireland. Uh, she does a pretty good job at this. It's about eleven hours. Uh, it's a kind of a mystery. Uh, this lady, she is a uh, what do you call it? A person who uh, kind of a psychologist, I guess, as it were, and she gets involved with this. Company. Yeah, she has clients. Yeah, she's no longer a, a, a legal psychologist, but she still does a thing. And uh, she has her way of doing things. And anyway, she gets involved with this couple. And uh, uh, things uh, you know, really go off the rails at one point. 
Uh, it's a very good book. Uh, she's for dog lovers. Uh, sorry, no cats in this one, but there is a dog named Romeo in this. Romeo. That you just got to. You just got to love. Anyway, he's a uh, pit bull with, that has a marshmallow inside. He's really a sweetie. Yeah, real sweetie. So anyway, uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know we got a bunch of people on, so. And it's a good book, and the guy that you think is a good person in the book, at the end, he turns out to be a real. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, the number on this is DB one zero seven two three four. So anyway, uh, with that, I'll turn it back over to okay. the chair. Thanks so much. <laughs> Appreciate your comment. And now we have uh, Randy. Randy right? is next. Yeah, She's yeah. and uh, Kathy, you're going to be up next. Hi, everybody. Hi. I I've missed the last couple of weeks of the show, but um, I'll try to get the download. But I wanted to comment on Haven. I think why well, I, I listened to a recording of Sherry's presentation on In Perspective, and there was a problem. She had some a problem with a form that she needed to fill out, get it on Bookshare oh. at the time. And I think that's why it's still not on Bookshare. Okay. Okay. Um, I love this book, and I can't wait for the next one. Um, I read it twice. I read the Bard version first, and then I read the Audible one when I got enough credits, and the Audible reader is phenomenal. Really the is. Bard one was okay, but I think the Audible reader, just she does a much better job of bringing characters to life, and just it, it's just so well done. I really hope that that reader does the next book. She did a fantastic job, and she wasn't overly dramatic, but but, oh, but no, there were wasn't. there were parts of that that I mean I was in tears. I had tears streaming yeah. down my me face, too. hoping nobody would know. <laughs> yeah, me too. And the when I read the the Bard version, and I thought, no, I have to read the Audible version because there are some scenes. I need to see how the audible reader does them, and mm-hmm. because I the 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 reader for Bard was nothing against, you know, not, nothing negative about her, but I think she was older, yeah. And um, sometimes it's it's harder for an older person to put the right inflection and the right um, spin on some of some scenes, and like the scene in the church when they had the meeting and Elizabeth got up and spoke, that reader from Audible did it just the way I imagined it would be done. And then the courthouse scene when she was reprimanding Nico and then when she was dealing with Rosie and when the when the judge was reprimanding Nico and dealing with Rosie, it was just so well done. And there were there were scenes I just kept going back to because they were so well done in the audible version. It was just, it was incredible. And it was a hard book to read because yeah, it was very emotional, mm-hmm. especially that prologue. Oh yep. yeah. And then the scene when she had her reunion with Rose before the court hearing. Oh. Oh, and then they came and, t- and Amy came to get her back. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. And yeah, the, I, the, I couldn't stop crying when I read that. No. And that narrator was so convincing with, with children's characters. Like, I love the way she did Ethan. Yeah. So did I. Yeah, very impressive. And those were the things that I thought were really lacking in the 
Bard version mm-hmm. because it just wasn't the right reader, I don't think. Yeah. Let's so, go to, I, uh, thanks, sure. Randy. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, and then after her, Connie is next, and then Don will be up after her. So we'll go in that order. Kathy, go ahead, please. Hi, everybody. Well, I started reading Haven last night. I thought I would have it finished, but people kept calling me. I've got about a half an hour yet to read. (laughs) And I am so happy to be here, but I really was hoping Cherry would be here because I love this book. I just really love it. I am reading the Bard version. I don't use Audible mostly, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm really loving it. And they're about to make the court decision, and I'm really waiting waiting for this to be over to finish the book. Yeah. But I'm I I love this book and I definitely will read anything else you write. And I'm really liking DB review. I think I expressed that last time I was on. Well, I thank get you for that. Good reads out of it. I appreciate that. Now I can't possibly read as fast or as often as you, Nolan. But I'm I'm reading several books a week, except for like last week we had our ACB convention and I didn't read anything. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you. no, this is not good. good. for you. It means you're a social <laughs> creature. You're, well, uh, you're not a monk. I, or a, well, I was yeah. a Pennsylvania delegate, so I wanted to pay attention. And There you go. All this, and I lost a lot of sleep. But it's uh, all good, you know? Yeah, it's over. <laughs> thank well, you, thank everybody. you for your comment. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Connie is up next. Then we have uh, Don, then Dan, and then Gil. So, Connie, go right ahead. Hello, everyone. I love books. <clears throat> I read the Bard version, but now that I hear all the talk about the Audible version, I'm going to try that. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought it was a great book. I just wasn't... I I just wish... Um, I don't want to give it away, so I won't comment on that. <laughs> but it was a great book, and I found myself, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I found it's a good thing I read it by myself in the house because I found myself yelling at the different characters. <laughs> it happens, yeah. That's a sign of a really good book when you get emotionally involved in it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, and you have to keep reading it because you have to find out what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. One morning, I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I and I picked up the book and I started reading and I said, I am not going back to sleep. I'm going to finish this book. I've Good got to see how it is. Good for you. Thank you for your comment. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Don is next. Go ahead, Don. Okay. I was much more impressed with Haven than I thought I would be. Not that I thought I would hate it. I didn't think I would hate it because I've had enough interaction with Sherry to, 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 to be um, prejudiced that way. But I was really, I love the characters and I love the fact that it was, there was discussion of values. And not only did I like the way the romance was handled, I liked the way the community was portrayed. Because I think that so often nowadays, we don't hear about community and we don't hear about community supporting one another. And there's so much angst and hatred and everything else. And I really thought this this really was an antidote to that. It was very encouraging. And yes, I shouted at my player, absolutely. Um, I, I even recommended it to a client after I finished reading it. I don't read a lot of blindness-related material. You'd think that I would because of the work I do, but I think I don't because of the work that I do. But she's a reader, and it was a good way into some of the things that she was afraid to talk about, particularly in, as far as interacting with 
the general public. We had some discussions about things that we thought worked in the book or things that we thought maybe didn't, but it was very good. The only issue that I had with it, I had a little bit of a hard time believing that, I had no difficulty believing that the, that there were issues that uh, where, where the blindness was used as the target. I That happens, and I know it does. Um, I thought that the ex's family was a little bit too evil, maybe. Like, I, there was no redeeming quality. And the only, the only other thing that I kind of wondered about, it seemed unlikely to me that she would have absolutely no contact with the daughter. I had a little bit of a hard time, and I would really love to know whether, whether there was research done, whether that, because that seemed unlikely. The fact that she didn't have custody, that part I really bought into. The fact that there was no contact, I struggled with that. But I loved the book, and I'm really glad I read it. I, I wanted her to explain more in the prologue what what the issue was i mean it comes out later on but i wanted her to tell me that the judge had gotten bribed and and her husband was this evil person and that's why they took the child so that i mean it came out at first but i thought well you know why would it didn't make sense to me in the very beginning that she wouldn't have any any rights at all and they're like well after so many months you can you can see see her with somebody from his family and then if that goes well several months later she can see him see her with with your family and i thought that just I didn't understand why they would have been that harsh without knowing the rest of the story. Yeah, the rest of the story definitely helped with that. I just I, I didn't understand how they had that long separation with no contact at all. That just didn't ring true to me. But I thought it was an excellent book. Yeah, thank you for that. Who do we have next? Uh, Dan is next. Gil, you're up after Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Hello. Um, I. Um... I'm sort of disappointed that Sherry wasn't able to make it, but I understand these things. And uh, I guess the reason I read Haven was I got so sick of the discussion on the Guiding Eyes graduate list. It's like, okay, enough already. <laughs> Why are people writing about this book? I mean, there were probably 50 to 100 messages. And I thought, okay, what is all the fuss about? So I read the book and then I reviewed it on DV Review yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, you know, I'm not a sentimental person. It's just not normally the type of book I read. Mm-hmm. Read. It's like, okay, I've read some Christian romances. I've read Debbie McComber, some books I've liked, some I haven't. But I thought, what is it about this book that's attracting people? Mm-hmm. And I read it and really um, was hooked. I was puzzled by the pro- prologue, why it transitioned from the courtroom to um, uh, introducing Michael's character. I thought that was kind of odd. It's like, wait a minute, how did we get here? I thought that the narrator forget to say chapter one. Uh, that was one uh, minor problem I had with the book. And then the other is, did we need to bring in a year later where she, where they're going to have a child? I mean, I sort of suspected, okay, uh, she has custody of the of her daughter and things will be fine. And it's like, I, if, I mean, uh, I might have ended the book there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, it's what, well, you know, the old adage, uh, uh, showing not don't you know showing not telling right, right. I, I think and I, I think I would have liked maybe to have seen that and I also thought why are they constantly I saying I love you I love you I love you the reader the reader knows mm-hmm. uh, that they love each other uh, another thing what's interesting is I did not 
I did not have a negative reaction to the book, although I was in another book discussion Sunday, and this person, she just got grouch like, I hate romance. I don't oh, like God. Chris. I thought, well, why did you read the book? Why well, did you exactly. read the book then? Read yeah. or know thyself. Uh, you know, it's 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 not it's not a book for everyone, but I also noticed I think there are some mistakes in the NLS re- reader that she made. She would say Lisa at various points, and I mm. thought maybe I'm sh- guessing she means Liza. Yeah. Um, I wish I had the book in Braille. I could kind of go back um, and see. Uh, I don't know that I offended Sherry Gomez with my review. I haven't seen any emails from her, and I haven't seen any negative. Well, I don't uh, think there's anything offensive in the review. review. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. Yeah, any, any, um, I enjoy- like, You're fine, I think. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I enjoyed reading the book. It was well worth right. the time, and I really got into it well, in spite you. of myself. Yeah, oh, that you're was my experience. That's- thank you for your comment. We really appreciate uh, it. You're and welcome. Yeah, that's that's it for me. All right, thank you. be ready to go. Go ahead, Gil. Okay, uh, this is Gil. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed Hate. I uh, first looked at the length of the book, 15 plus hours. I, I, wow, I don't see re- romance that long, but uh, it sure went fast. I, I really got most involved in the book, and it uh, it really kept reading, and the time flew. And uh, it, it didn't seem like that long a book once I was done with it. Uh, I was kind of amazed, I guess, at, uh, how much involved I got and uh, how quickly it went for me. But uh, I... Uh, uh, Really glad to uh, put it on hard. Finally got to read it, and I, I am really looking forward to her next book. Also, I want to jump in here and say I, I just finished the book this week, uh, Project Hail Mary. Oh, uh, yes. Indie Weird. Yeah. And really, really like that one. That's and, great. Uh, I don't know if that book Ben Scott's on before. But, uh, nope, I think you're the first to bring it up. Okay, well, it, it's a fantastic book, so... Uh, Kind of science fiction book uh, mm-hmm. about kind of microbe or something stealing the energy from the sun and the Earth and only has some years to survive and come up with a, a possibility of uh, solving the problem, but requires send uh, people to another star way far away. And uh, I, see. I don't know, it, it really was a book. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate your comments. Do we have any other hands up? We have about five minutes and we have no hand. So if you guys have something you want to do, yeah, let me, a little bit of time left. Let me mention a couple of things that I don't think came up. A lot of authors, blind or otherwise, um, destroy themselves by hiring amateur editors to do their edits uh, when they self-published. And Sherry did not do that in this case. This book was one of the most well-edited, slick and glossy. This thing really could be Hallmark movie channel material. It, it, it has all the potential for any any other, like any other kind of book picked up by one of the big houses. I'm convinced of that. Uh, if they made any edits to it at all, they would be pretty pretty minor, and that's unusual for a lot of self published books. I've read books, frankly, by other blind people who paid some editor, and that editor did them a terrible disservice and a hack job, and uh, and as a result, the book suffered. And that's you don't see that in this in this book. I love the book, too, and I love the audible narrator. I won't go into all about that detail because everybody covered that nicely. There's only one scene in here that fell flat for me, and that's the point at which the um, a new, a, rare, a fairly new widow, an elderly lady, an elderly congregant whose husband had recently died, came to Pastor Kelly for help. And he's so afraid of not using platitudes that I frankly think he didn't help her much at all. If I had been on her end of that counseling session, I would have 
been really disappointed and not very happy uh, in my perspective. I, I think it was a little out of character with what I would think a minister would want to, to behave like. And, uh, you, you know, why not read a few lines of scripture? There's nothing platitude uh, of a platitude nature about that. Pull out a copy of C.S. Lewis as a grief observed and read a couple of passages about how to deal with, with the loss of a loved one like that, a wife or a husband, whatever. I don't know. It just seemed like he fell short and that that encounter was, was flat. If anything could have been edited out of the book to make it somewhat shorter, quite honestly, it would have been okay with me if they had pulled that scene completely out. But that's the only downside I saw to this book. Otherwise, I thought it was a magnificent read and it was well worth my time. And I'm grateful that, Bill, you talked me indirectly into using one of my Audible credits uh, to buy it because that Audible narrator really was a star. So I just wanted to, su- I wanted to support the author. Yep. <laughs> you know, I... <sighs> I bet you don't have it where you can get to it easy, Nolan, but you, um, on DB Review a long time ago, mm-hmm. no, it might not even have been on DB Review. It might have been on your radio show, but oh. you talked about this book, and it caused me to read it. It was called um, I Invited Her In. Do you remember oh, yes. that book? I do remember that book. Yes. Creepy, wasn't it? It was very creepy. Oh, my goodness, that creepy. This lady, she she. How would you describe her? She comes and takes over this takes over this couple's life. life. Uh, yeah, couple and just and yes, they I, just thought they were being nice to her and giving her some place to stay for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, it was creepy. That was a great book, and it was well narrated too. Maybe yes. that can be an upcoming review at some point in time. Uh, yeah, we can make that happen. We are. I suppose that might be the interesting thing. What the next room? Oh, good point. I don't have an idea for a for a book club next month. I don't. I have. I'm really completely out of any ideas. I'm sorry. If somebody else has a thought, I'd love to hear about it. Or maybe we take summer off, August off, and say let's start again in the fall. I don't really know. I'm fine either way. Mm, well, gosh, we might have to think about it. I don't know. Um... By the time we think about it, it will be fall. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. Well, what about the Hail Mary project? I would love that. I would love it. We don't do much science fiction on this program very often. And so. he's a good writer. If you he's... haven't read The Martian, you should read that. Yeah, he's excellent. You're right. All right. I'm fine with that. Uh, we'll get we Mary in here. Yep, we'll get Mary. Real quick, yeah. There you go, Mary. You can unmute. I would like to say I read I read Project Halmir and I'm all for talking about that. So you're in favor of that? Very much so. I, okay. I we used it in a book club that I facilitate here in Arizona, and everybody liked it, even the people that had not read science fiction. It's a long one. Yeah. It's longer than Haven, even. But the narrator did such a good job on it. That's part of the reason. Besides, I'd already read the Mark, so I knew, and I read the other one of the other books that Ed Rear wrote, um, mm-hmm. Artemis. Yeah, it was good. And book. Uh, but anyway, the narrator is part of what the writing and the narrator yeah, kept me in. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say. Okay, thank you. Well, I'm fine with with, with doing that. Uh, what night do we want to deal with that? That's August is a five Tuesday month, so you have the first eight, fifteen, twenty two, and twenty nine. So you want to do it by the eighth. Yeah, or no later than the 15th. Um, I'm fine with the 8th. If you, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, okay. Well, We're we stepping go. on somebody else's time, I guess. Thanks for coming, no. everybody. <laughs> Nobody's time. But oh. I, think, I think it's just the automation. Okay, well, Robbie Robot, he's always good at yeah. the sidelines there. 
Yep. All right. Well, thank you, for everybody, think, for coming. This has been fun. Thanks, everyone, and I'm back to the Dropbox woes. So good luck. Well, Recording uh, stopped. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye.